Hi, my name is William Lowe, the director of the Carbonell Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Chamber Talk, episode three. Um, today we have Miss Carolyn Harvey. She is running for mayor for our great city of Carbonell. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much, and uh, have a, I'm hoping this will be a great day for you. Yeah, I think so. It's always a good day. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you are running for mayor. And the election is April. It's coming April right up. four. That's four four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Are, are you excited? Are you nervous? Confident? Uh, excited and nervous. Not yeah. um, taking anything for granted as far as confidence. I want to um, put forth the best effort that I can to try to run, um, win the election. I'm, I'm sure you will. You're you're so connected in the community. You're always doing a lot. So uh, so let's get started. So. Uh, for those who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you come from? You know what? You know what are some of your hobbies and interesting facts? Give us all the good details. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. I grew up there. Went to school there. Uh, came to Carbondale in 1971. At the time, I had a sister and a brother that was living in Carbondale, so our family came to visit. Um, I was supposed to stay for a week after my family left, and as you can see, it's been the longest week of my life. <laughs> uh, but, you know, got a job here, um, worked for SIU, met my husband, had kids, bought a home, um, volunteer a lot with uh, community service organizations or nonprofits. And, you know, I have a church here, I have a church family, friends here. So Carbondale is my home. Um, I guess I say my hobby is volunteering because I do a lot of that. But I also like to make cards that I donate to the Egyptian um, Area Agency for Aging. Oh, yeah. And they use those cards for uh, when they do meals on wheels or that type of thing. So I donate a lot of cards to them. Um, basically, that's my life. Yeah, that's good. Is there, is there a fun, interesting fact about you that, that uh, most people don't know? Most people know this. I'm very boring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes boring is okay. Yeah, so no fun, interesting facts. <laughs> no surprises. Is no, it, it's boring, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point uh, while, you're in, you know, while you're visiting Carbondale or even working where you're like, hey, this is my home. I want to I wanna put roots down. Well, it was actually inspired by my mom. <laughs> uh, in 1976, my dad was very sick, and my sister that lived here decided she was going to move back to Birmingham. And, of course, she being my sister and my dad being sick, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm moving back also. But mothers, with the knowledge that mothers have, said, uh, your husband and family are in Carbondale now. You need to stay there. So, <laughs> so that became that, I guess, opened my eyes to Carbondale is my home. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mothers know best, right? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes. And being the obedient child that I was. <laughs> I, I can't say the same for myself. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the rebellious child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what was the driving point you know I, I know you're i know you're on city council already mm -hmm. and you're really active uh what was a driving point that made you to decide to run for mayor well a lot of people encouraged me to run for the position and that was really and is really appreciated by the citizens um i realized that i'm currently serving as mayor pro tem and 
I have a good working relationship with counsel currently, and I feel like I have the knowledge and experience needed to continue serving the community. That's great. We need good active people in our, in our city. I think that's what keeps us moving forward. So um, speaking of working with city, uh, what are some issues that you feel personally should be addressed in Carbondale? Well, of course, the big one now is gun violence. And I think we can address this issue by intervening early in the lives of youth, not just waiting until they're in trouble, but trying to do something early, um, we, which could include things like summer programs, mentorship, uh, job shadowing, that type of thing, um, supporting community-based intervention programs also. And some of these things are things that we don't actually need counsel to do. Anybody can be a mentor. Anyone can, or you know, youth who need guidance. So we can intervene that way ourselves. Um, local businesses that hire youth, train youth, um, provide scholarships for youth. Those are all things that we can do as individuals also. Yeah, and I think that's, that's something I'm kind of passionate about too. Uh, the chamber, uh, it's given me the opportunity to be involved in the Jackson CEO program. Mm -hmm. Excellent so program. We mentor kids mm -hmm. to open their own business, and uh, we're actually having a, a job fair, a career fair at the Carpenter High School. So, you know, I, I kind of, I feel very strongly about what you mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. and I think that's the way. If we, if we empower the kids, you know, we give them some attention, and we mm -hmm. help grow them while they're younger, yes. and then they'll have a successful adult life, and I mm -hmm. think that'll that'll keep them from doing less savory things as, mm -hmm. as an adult. So that's good. Um, so what, what steps do you think you see yourself taking to make those changes happen? Well, uh, I guess I realized that on council, I can't do anything by myself. I can bring up ideas, but it actually takes three other people who say, oh, yeah, I can support that. <laughs> <laughs> so just introducing those ideas to council. And I think that some of the things that concern me, we already have things in place, like the gun violence. Uh, we just got the report on gun violence that had some really great suggestions that I'm hoping council will follow up on. And we have the housing trust that we just started also. So that I think will help with getting more um, low to medium income families into permanent housing. Yeah. And tell us about the housing trust. What does that entail? It's just in the beginning stages. So um, the document is on the city's website, I'm pretty sure, mm -hmm. where it would just be providing homes for uh, trying to, I guess, not purchase, but get homes for low to medium income families. And um, you know, to me, that's a real problem. If you're working a um, minimum wage job or even right at what uh, minimum wage now getting to that $15 stage, affording a home is something that most people can't do, especially if they have children. The city also does have some grant programs that can help people get into uh, a home. So I think we should, our citizens should look into that because the programs are there and most times they're underused. Yeah, and I think a lot of us don't know about it. When I talk to people that want to buy homes, that's the first thing I, mm -hmm. I tell them. Hey, I think it's like $5,000. Mm -hmm. You yes. convert a rental to a home, you know, mm -hmm. a primary residence. I think it's a great program. Um, you know, I've rented for years, and it's just 
I'm paying rent to somebody else <laughs> at the end of the time. Yes. You know, it's it's not mine, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh it it's tough to kind of in a sense kind of just throw that money away. Right. You know, and it's hard to get a loan, you know. Yeah. Um, the economy is a little a little wonky right now and mm-hmm. they're a little tight when it comes to loans. Yeah. Uh, are there any other issues that you think we should address? Uh, well, of course, you know, there's always um, issues out there. And that's one of the things that I'd like to really do if I'm elected is have um, community meetings with the citizens to find out what they see as the concerns, not just what I think is an issue, which I think there are a lot of issues, housing, jobs, homelessness, uh, lots of issues out there. But I want to hear what the citizens of Carbondale want us to address. Yeah, I I think that's important. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you go to city council meetings, there's only five or six people, you know, I wish people that, you know, yeah. there people that are vocal about mm-hmm. improvements that they think the city should do, you know, they don't come to the city council mm-hmm. meetings. And I think that's kind of a, a missed opportunity to engage the council and, you know, so. Exactly. And we actually have a, a place on our agenda at every meeting for citizens' comments. And note, it is not at the end of the meeting. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> towards the start of the meeting so that if you want to come and bring out or point out an issue to us, you can do that. And we are never offended if you just come and say what you have to say and leave the meeting. It's not like you have to stay for the whole meeting because sometimes the meetings are lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great opportunity. Uh, if you're listening to this and uh, there's an issue that you think the city council needs uh, to kind of put a spotlight on, come to the council meeting. It's second Tuesday of the second and... It, there's a schedule. It's usually okay. second and fourth, but <clears throat> excuse me, but not always. Also, the council and uh, city manager are accessible through email or phone calls. Yeah, so definitely reach out. Um, I think the point of you being here, me being here, is to kind of improve the city. So if you got yeah. something that uh, should be, you know, addressed, make sure you city council meeting. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and just because you bring an issue to council doesn't mean that it can be resolved instantly. Some things take, there's a process, I'll say. Some things may take uh, more than a week, a month, or two months to resolve. Like potholes, right? The Thank we- you. The, we- the weather has to be nice in the, the fill of potholes. Yes, the weather has to be nice. And we have to have sufficient funding um, to do that. But we are, there is a plan, um, and we are working on potholes. And being in southern Illinois, as we know, our weather today is chilly and cold. But a week <laughs> ago, what was it? It was like so, 60s and yeah, 70s. It's yeah, crazy. so we have, do have to wait until the weather is a very big factor in addressing the pothole yeah, you, issue. You can't. You're, you're not a miracle worker. You can't snap right. your fingers and fix and it. And make it go away, right. <laughs> Wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> That's something for you to work on. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if, if there was one hill that you see yourself dying on, what would it be? Something that you want to see done before your term ends? Could be lofty, you know. I guess there's not just one thing. The things that I've mentioned before, homelessness is a major issue. Um, you know, my heart goes out to people who are in that situation. And I always say, you know, we know where we are today, but tomorrow that could be me. You know, very easily um, 
you know, get sick and, or um, let your house catch on fire or, you know, let a tornado come through Carbondale. You know, we could be in that same situation. So I, I, that's close to my heart. But I think there are multiple issues that need uh, addressing the gun violence, which affects all of our community, not just the individuals involved, but it also affects the businesses, the students who want to come to SIU, the other communities around us. So there are issues that I would like to see us as a council and as a city address. Um, I'm going to shout out to uh, Goldie Robinson. Uh, He told me that we're just one bad day from from being in a facility from exactly from, you know so it's exactly. life is life is fickle yeah so. and and you know it's it's things that aren't in our control a lot of us you know if you have health insurance you're blessed but get sick and not have health insurance it can devastate a family yeah you know have a major car accident uh, but there are just so many factors that uh, can that can affect that so. Yeah. Uh, I do want to shout um, to the Carbonell Warming Center. Um, I, I think council was, you know, was helpful in getting them started, mm-hmm. providing them with the building, yeah. and Carmelita is doing great things over there. Mm-hmm. I've been in there a few times just to kind of see, you know, what they were doing, and they're just doing everything they can to get people, mm-hmm. you know, have a, a, just, yeah. a, you know, a warm bed to sleep in at night. So. Yeah, she does a great job, and also the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Uh, which is on a smaller scale, but they're doing the same thing, trying to help those who are in need for housing. So um, uh, community support for both facilities are greatly appreciated and greatly needed. So if you're listening to this and you want to do some good, so, you know, reach out to the warming mm-hmm. center, reach yes. out to the Good Samaritan Home mm-hmm. and see what you can do to help. So. Yes. And also the uh, Survivor Empowerment Center, which is now called, or which uh, was the yeah. Women's Center, help those also. They deal with people in um, sexual abuse or domestic violence situations, but a lot of times that's they the people who come there are homeless. They come with the clothes on their back and nothing else, so uh, they need that support also. Yeah, those are, you know, I think that's what I love about Carbonell. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many groups that are, are pushing the city, uh, you know, our city into a better place. Yes. And then, uh, but it also takes everybody to kind of help bring them up because they can't do it by themselves. Right. So, um, paint a picture of Carbonell in 10 years. I thought this was a fun question. <laughs> you know, what, what does Carbonell look like in 10 years? Well, um, I guess for me, the first thing would be that we say, Carbondale is a very diverse community, and I, my hope is that we can get away from just saying that, but living that. You know, we live here where we, um, we share this town with people from all over the world, but realistically, when you look at it, how many people know someone else who doesn't look like them, sound like them, act like them? You know, we need to become more of a diverse community, not just on paper, but in actuality. There are people here from different cultures who have different lifestyles. We need to step up to the plate and get to know people who we can actually say, that's my friend, not, oh, look at that person, they're different from me. Don't be afraid to actually talk to other people. So um, 
just taking that first step, getting, just introducing yourself. Hey, I'm Carolyn. Uh, what's your name? And you know, you don't have to immediately dive into like, uh, where are you from and what do you do and how it's different, but take that brave step and just speak to someone. Uh, that would be one thing that I would like to see. Uh, the other things I would say, if we could get our unhoused or homeless population down to about 50 a year instead of 50 every day would be wonderful. Is, it, uh, is, that, is that the number, 50 a day? Um, Warming Center yeah. has approximately anywhere from 30 to 50, sometimes 60. Wow, I, I didn't know Staying that. there overnight. Yeah. Yes, yes. So if we could get that number down to, I said 50 a year, I'd be even happy with 100 a year. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, other things would be if we could have Carbondale as a desired location for families and retirees to live here. Uh, I can see us having a booming business uh, economy, not just local businesses, but national known retail and industry and industry producing products that are needed, that are essential for not just Illinois, but for the world. Um, ideally, diversity, equity, and inclusion would no longer be things we have to focus on. And we would be the example for the, comp for the country for good police and community relations. Um, guns and drugs would no longer be major concerns for us, and Carbondale would be booming. Yeah, that, that, those are, that's a great picture. Uh, I, I, ha I have a story I'd like to share. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, growing up, you know, as an Asian in Carbondale, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, and I think that's one thing that I wish, you know, because there is kind of an invisible barrier sometimes mm -hmm. for SIU students and the community. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, that's one thing I wish that there was more engagement. Mm -hmm. um, but one engagement that's really fun is the uh, the International Festival. Yes. Um, and uh, my wife was telling me a story. You know, she loves going to those. I'm always working, so sometimes I, I miss out. And there was a couple of, you know, American kids, and uh, there were a couple of Middle Eastern, you know, food, food tables. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, no, we don't want to try none of that. You know, like, that's that's not for me, and you know, from them not knowing, you know, not knowing who they were, but they they were with their girlfriends, and the girlfriends are like, you know what, I have never had it, you've never had it, mm -hmm. let's go try it, you know. Yeah. So she she got him a couple of plates, brought it back, he ate a few bites, and was like, wow, like the food is really good, like yeah. I want to go for seconds, <laughs> and I, I just thought that was great because yeah. you know you you have no idea, and food is. It's a great segue to the next question, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, food yes. food connects everybody. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was great, and that's a good mm -hmm. opportunity for, for people that have never been exposed to different mm -hmm. cultures to, to kind of try that out. Yeah. So to me, that was a great story. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, here living in Carbondale with SIU right here in, we say in our backyard, but it's actually in our front and backyard, yeah. there are so many opportunities for us to venture to campus and participate in different things. I mean, not just the International Festival, doing all the special months, Black History Month, Asian American Month, whatever. All of those are free and open to the public, and we are the public. So for people not to take advantage of at least one activity during those months, um, I, I'll just say for me, it's hard for me to understand. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So if we, if we want a more diverse community, 
someone has to take the first step. So why not me? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's not like you have to like make a long drive. It's literally a stone throw away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, and that's one thing. A lot of people, they don't, they always wonder why there's no big industry there, you know, here. And I think um, what we've been worked on for a while is that uh, interstate connector. um, Mm -hmm. I don't know the exact name for off the top of my head, but it's like, uh, I think it's like Intersect. Uh, it's where, you know, we're doing the four-lane highway to the interstate, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. we've been throwing that out for, for years, mm-hmm. but, you know, maybe maybe IDOT, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> we'd, we'd like a little a little assistance to get that mm-hmm. from paper to, to uh, yeah. actual implementation. That, that would, that, that's a game changer. Yeah, well, the and, and Will Stevens, uh, mayor of Murfreesboro, is working on getting it at least four lanes from Murfreesboro up to the interstate. So I give kudos to him. He's been working diligently on that for several years. I know, and it's it's like it's hard to keep on working when you don't see the exact, mm-hmm. you know, you can't reap the fruits. Yeah. So, but he's, he's just persistent, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, so hopefully we'll get that. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's, I think, you know, and this is why I took the position as a director, you know, I think Carbonell has great potential still. Mm-hmm. It just yes. needs a little loving, you know, yes. so I tell everybody. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll segue to the food because, you know, I'm passionate <laughs> about food and, you know, I enjoy supporting locally owned restaurants. So I need three places from you. One place for breakfast, mm-hmm. a casual lunch, a dinner place, or if you're wanting a night out in Carbonell, where would you go? Okay, so... We'll start with breakfast. <laughs> I always call it sunny side, but it's really sunny street. Yeah, cafe. yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. So w- yeah. what do you get from there? I'd like their, as you can tell, I like to eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> their hearty breakfast. I like the one with the fruit that comes with it. And being from the South, I like grits. And they yeah. do a really decent job on grits. So Have you had their hot sauce before? Yes, it is. and I like spicy food, so oh, that's good. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Their hot sauce they make in-house, from what I understand, mm-hmm. yes. it is fantastic. Yes. They are a chamber member, so mm-hmm. for breakfast, that's a good place. What about a casual lunch or dinner? Where would you Okay, go? and they do good for lunch also. Yeah. Uh, but also, I like Hunan's um, spicy Hunan chicken. Yeah. I like uh, Quattro Pizza, of course. Yeah, that's, and, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, and Nukahala. I love the egg drop soup, but then it depends on kind of what I feel like eating that day. The menu is wonderful. Um, the thing with Nukahala is I always say they give you enough for lunch and dinner, so you get two <laughs> meals for the price of one. <laughs> oh, oh, I understand. My, my waistline <laughs> understands that. Yeah. And then for dinner, I like the flame. I like um, thin cut ribeye um, with mushrooms on the side. I Ooh. like their uh, mushroom soup and their uh, tomato soup. Everybody talks about their mushroom soup. Yeah, so, very good. So if you're listening and you some dinner, lunch ideas, there you go, straight mm-hmm. from... Carolyn, who is running for mayor, you know, and and, and I forgot one. I really like uh, Thai taste. Their Diablo wings are wonderful. Much braver than <laughs> I am. I get the regular wings, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the yeah, Diablo wings. I've tried it a little bit too much for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is there any other comments you want to add? We're wrapping things up. No, just that I. Um, 
appreciate the chamber for having me. I appreciate the uh, support from the citizens of Carbondale. I would hope that everyone would either do early voting or vote on April 4th. And when you vote, uh, remember to vote for Carolyn Harvey for mayor. That's a great elevator pitch you got going on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.